I'm going to start uh, ministering on healing. Uh, I really love talking about healing from the scriptures. Uh, I think if you stayed around me for a while, I'll talk your ears off talking about healing. After I became a pastor, I got to try to get away from that because there were other things to talk about. But tonight I want to talk about healing. And if you're sick in the body, uh, God's going to heal you tonight. Can I hear an amen? amen? Give me a good amen. amen. God's going to heal you. It doesn't matter what you have, God's going to heal you. And we're having a healing service on Sunday. I encourage you to bring your friends, those that are sick, if they're lame, they're about broken bones, whatever it is, they have cancer, whatever it is, please bring them. I'm very confident God will heal them. Uh, please come with them. It's really not about the church or about what we're doing. People need help. And God can give them help. God will heal them. He loves to heal people. And Jesus spent more time healing people than he spent preaching. He loves to heal. He'll take the whole evening, just the whole day, spending time one after the other, just healing them one after the other, spending time laying hands on multitudes. That's how much he loves to heal. And the Bible tells us that God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe he is. He is in me. He is in you. And he is here today. And if we bring the sick to him, not to the pastor, not to the church, bring the sick to him, he healed them. He healed them. Just to show to the world that he is still alive. He is still alive. That he rose from the dead. He seated at the Father's right hand. He is the Son of God. He's going to do that. To help them, but also to show to the world that he is God. So if you know somebody that's sick, bring them to church on Sunday. Uh, God will heal them so fast they won't believe it. <laughs> that's how it is. God will heal them. So uh, tonight also, God will heal you if you're sick. And so we're going to be talking, sharing from the word of God. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you. Thank you because you are the one that reveals Jesus to us. And Jesus is the word of God. And you sent your word and your word healed us and delivered us from all our destruction. And we ask tonight, O oh Lord, that you will speak to us from your word and heal us in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want to show you something from the scripture that's so important. Just give you, just to give you a real foundation on this subject of healing. Especially after you have been delivered from sin. Now, we need to understand something that just as the children of Israel were in Egypt, in bondage, in slavery, that's the same with us being in bondage of sin. And God sent a deliverer. That was Moses. God sent a deliverer to us. His name is Jesus Christ. And they applied the blood. Remember the blood? 
Jesus supplied his blood. They came out. And so Jesus is our deliverer. And we need to understand what the scripture is saying. Now, after the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they, God divided the Red Sea. And they went through the Red Sea. And then they came on the other side of the Red Sea. And they had some glory time. They praised God. A lot of words were spoken by Moses, Miriam, everybody was, was so, everyone was so excited. But then right after that, they decided, Moses said, okay, it's time to go on. We're going on right now into the promised land. And they went into the wilderness three days without water. And I'm sure they were thinking, we're going to die. How are we going to handle this? We got no water. And then they came to a place called Mara. And that's the scripture I'm going to start with tonight. Exodus chapter 15. It says, now when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara. For they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? This is very important. This scripture is very important. So Moses, that he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him one particular tree. The Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it, that, that tree, into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There, right beside that water, they drank the water. There, he made a statute and an ordinance for them. This was not a commandment. This was a rule for them. A statute and an ordinance for them. And there, he tested them. Right beside that water, he tested them. And said... If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, give them a statute, an, order, an ordinance, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The Hebrew text reads, I will not permit any of these diseases on you which I have permitted on the Egyptians. Because I am the Lord who heals you. Now, sickness is bitter. That water represents Sickness. And the tree that God showed Moses, that was a specific tree, very important tree. God actually took Moses out when, God, when Moses said, what are we going to do? I'll show you a tree. This tree represents the cross of Jesus Christ. And that cross had to be put in the water. The tree was placed in the water. And the water was made sweet so that they can drink. Now, 
Sickness is bitter. Sickness is a thief. Sickness will steal your health. Sickness will steal your comfort. Sickness will steal everything, even your money. We know what that is. Sickness steals from us. And guess who the devil is? Jesus said he is the thief. Sickness is a thief. And you need the tree to be delivered from the thief. And that's the cross of Christ. So that you can be free from the thief. Sickness holds people in bondage. In slavery. Especially those that take care of their sick. He robs them of their rest. He robs them of their happiness. They are constantly anxious if it's a terrible disease. They don't know what the outcome will be. Everyone is concerned. The happiness disappears in the family. Sickness is a thief. Sickness is evil. God compares sickness to bitter water. And the deliverance for sickness is the tree, the cross of Jesus Christ. Once you apply the cross, the water is made sweet and you don't have to deal with the bitterness of sickness anymore. Amen. Sickness is truly evil. The Bible tells us that God is love. Sickness and disease is the will of hate and can be from God. Because God is love. I may not show a scripture to you. Uh, I didn't put it down. But this is uh, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. The scripture there says, to the law and to the testimony. Basically to the law and to the testimony. If they don't speak, if anyone doesn't speak according to what is written in this book, that's because they have no light in them. They don't have any light in them. There are a lot of opinions out there. And sometimes they have truly strong opinions against what you see in the word. And they can show you and give you natural reasons why what they are telling you is true. And they can show you from people's lives why what they are telling you is true. Where they've seen this man who is such a great minister, a great man of God, but look at what happened to him. If this, what you're saying in the scripture means that, how come this is? Well, when they speak that way, no, if it's not according to what is written in the law and the testimony, that's because they have no light in them. They don't have the understanding. We need to understand that. The cross is the end of sickness and disease. So they put that cross in there. Notice the scripture says they found a tree, right? Look at this scripture, Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the 
the law. Having become a curse for us. How? For it is written. Cursed is everyone who hangs on what? A tree. He hung on a tree. That's the tree we're talking about. That was thrown into that bit of water. So that you can be free. Cursed is everyone that ha hangs on a tree. Because sickness is really a curse. You need to, we need to understand this. That is why J Jesus in his atonement for sin. Sickness was also paid for. You can never separate them. Jesus just didn't go to the cross to die for sin alone. That's not what the scripture says. Jesus died for sin and sickness. He put them together. You can never separate them. He died on a tree. If that's not good enough, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. Look at what it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on what? On the, the tree. Not any tree, just, no, just that particular tree. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness. And notice what it says. By he who strives, you were healed. You can't separate them. You just can't separate them. They go together. They always go together. Preachers separate them. That's because they don't have understanding. Just as God can free you from your sin, he'll free you from the sickness. And they can happen at the same time. Right where you're saved, he can heal you at the same time. Jesus said, which is easier to do? To say to this man, your sins be forgiven. Or to say to him, rise up, take your mat and go home. They both the same to me. Rise up, take your bed and go home. So everyone knows they are all the same. They go together, I take, treat them the same way. Amen. So you can be healed. They go together. Don't separate them. And it doesn't matter what kind of sickness it is. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 through 17, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed how many? Oh, does God want to heal all? Yeah, he wants to heal all. That's what it says. When the evening came, they brought everyone that was sick and he healed everyone. If you were in the crowd, you get healed. He won't leave you alone. Jesus never placed his hand and said, Father, do you want to heal this one? Oh, go by now. He says, not you. Come another day. Uh, the next. He, everyone was healed. Why? Why did he heal everyone? And this is to establish it forever. Forever. Jesus was fulfilling scriptures. Remember in Luke chapter 4, he read, this spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he declared to them, this scripture has been fulfilled right before your eyes today. This scripture is fulfilled. That's exactly what he was doing right there. Find out he was doing exactly the same thing. Except he never said it. He demonstrated it. 
Now let's read, let's read, let's read, let's read, let's read. Amen. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. Why? That it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself, Jesus, the one who hung on the tree, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Every one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. Every single sickness he bore. How can that be? He was from eternity past. He is so big, he can contain every disease. That's why God said, those diseases, I will not permit them in your life. Because of that tree, he made a statute and an ordinance with them. It's better to stay well than to get sick and get well. Amen. Uh, uh, it's better. And when you believe the scriptures, well, Satan is going to tempt you. Just like he tempts you with sin. And you don't have to receive it. Most Christians will welcome the package from Satan and sign for it and say, thank you, devil. Bye. And they receive it. But it's contrary to what the scripture says. They never stand. They are afraid of opinions of men, what people think. I believe for me and for you, until my work is completed, no stupid disease can take me out of this place. Not as long as Jesus is living in me. Amen. Same goes with every one of you in Jesus' name. No disease. I don't have to be afraid. Don't have to be afraid of doctor's report. Don't have to be afraid of nothing. Jesus holds the key of death and hell. Doctors are good. They do their job. My wife is one of them. But here, God decreed himself to be their doctor. Healing is a benefit for the redeemed. After they came out, okay, after they came out from Egypt, God gave them their benefit. I am your doctor. You don't have to be sick. It is almost impossible to claim a benefit that we are not sure God provides. How can you boldly claim a benefit or a promise that you're not sure God gave? You can't boldly claim it. Jesus enjoyed it when people came to him boldly to ask things from him. He enjoyed that. He praised them when they came boldly. When he asked them, are you sure I can do this? And they said yes. He was very pleased. Remember when that man said to him, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak that word. 
if you give the word, my servant will be okay. I'm not worthy to have a man like you come to me, okay? And Jesus turned around. Just two times, Jesus was amazing in scriptures. Can you do something that God says, well, you really surprised me. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked to hear that. He knows everything. But two things amazed God. One was faith. The other was the other side, unbelief. When he went to Nazareth and they couldn't believe, they said, where this man? He said Jesus was amazed at their unbelief. When this man said those words to Jesus, Jesus was amazed. He turned around and then he opened the window for the Jews, letting them know, I'm telling you, people like Gentiles are going to be part of this thing as well. Peter didn't understand what he was saying. Otherwise, he wouldn't have needed a sheet to come from heaven in Acts chapter 10 to let him know you can go to Cornelius' his home. Peter didn't know what Jesus was talking about. When Jesus said they will come from the, from the east, from the west, and sit with Abraham and the children of Abraham, some of them are going to be out, thrown out. Peter didn't know what he was talking about. He just heard it. But that came out because of that man's words and the boldness he had because he could sense this is a good, this is God and he's a good God. He's going to take care of me. I don't need you in my house. I know your power. Just speak the word. Amen. That important. The Bible tells us the benefit again uh, Psalm 103, verse 3, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That's what he gave to them. Some Christians enjoy talking about sickness. And they sick, 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 sick. Did you talk about it? My this, my that, my, oh, my eye, my leg, my back, and all of that kind of stuff. My headache, my belly ache. Uh, 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 you want to give it to God God doesn't need your belly ache you claim it to be yours it's yours when you say it's yours you claimed it God didn't give it to you he said I healed you didn't you read in the scriptures it is finished he paid the price for your sickness he bore your sickness every single one of them he bore them I really need to move along because I got a lot and I need to share tonight. That's not what I'm going to be sharing on Sunday. I already know what I'm going to be doing on Sunday. But this is really important. Don't forget all of his benefits. A lot of Christians forget his benefits when temptation comes. They remember the benefits until temptation comes and then they, they, they lose it completely. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Well, if sickness is within me, he, sickness doesn't like God, he can't bless God, so get out of me. Amen. Get out of me. You can't be in me. Because I'm commanding everything that is within me to bless his holy name. If you do that long enough, the devil was, this place is too hard to be. And I mean, this guy's always screaming, bless the holy name and everything. And I'm not going to stay here. Who forgives all your 
iniquities. Remember I said they always go together? Who heals all your diseases. How many diseases? All. No matter how long you've been there. That's the word of God. Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible to them that believe. The only thing that's standing is the argument you have from all around and all the other negative evidence and against the word that causes unbelief. That's what's hindering us from getting to the other side and getting our miracle. We just need to stay with the word and don't listen to anybody. Don't listen to anybody. Stay with the word. God will always come through. He heals all our diseases. That's what he told them. I will not permit. If he doesn't permit it, then I don't have to be sick. Amen? And so the devil will tell us, did God say? Remember that? Are you not feeling this way now? Did God say? Well, then you say, well, I guess. Once you put that, I guess. You're finished. It's over. Because you're now like Eve in the garden. And your feelings and what you're seeing now is persuading you to doubt what God has said. And now you're reaching out your hand to sign for the package to eat so that you die. You understand what I'm saying? Are you with me tonight? You sign for the package and you die. Because you doubted what the Lord said. And it was all over. What you saw with your eyes and what you felt was more important to you than what God told you. And you accepted it from the enemy. You stretched out your hand. You received it. You spoke about it. You thought it. And you died. You see, God declared himself to be their doctor. God said, I'm going to be your doctor. I am the Lord that healed you. I am going to be your doctor. That's what God said to them. And in our time, Jesus is our doctor. He is the great physician. Every time his condition met you get healed i know what we're thinking now what are his conditions obey his commandments and all of that love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul love your neighbor as yourself that's simple drink the water drink the water that's been made apply the tree right and drink the water and you're going to get well. You don't have to be sick. He declared himself to be the doctor. Their doctor. God is no ordinary doctor. Amen. 
God is no ordinary doctor. He said, if we put it in our time, I am the Lord that healed it. In those days, they accused some uh, what they call faith healers in the United States here. They were accused of practicing medicine without a license. I mean, they accused them. People were going after them to take them to court. Did you know that? Right here in the United States, some of the people, F.F. Brosworth and all of those people, because people were getting healed. If Jesus said it, Jesus would have said, I am your doctor. But he is no ordinary doctor. God is no ordinary doctor. He is able to heal every disease, no matter what it is. God is able to heal every disease. He is the perfect surgeon. He does his surgery without hand or instrument. And if there is a defective organ because of problems in the organ, he doesn't patch the organ and patch you up so that perhaps you may survive with that organ or look for an organ donor. He creates a new organ. He's able to do it. He creates a new organ and he gives you that organ. And his surgery leaves no scar tissue. And you don't have to go back for a checkup. It's over. He does it without hand, no instrument. He doesn't need no nurse around. To give him instruments and he don't have to wear those gloves and all of that. You don't see what he does it in a minute, a second, and it's over. That's why he's God. He is no ordinary doctor. And he has claimed, that's what he was telling them. I, from this very day, I'm making a statute with you. I'm having an ordinance with you. We're entering into a law here, a testimony. We're getting into this. And if you stay in this, I will always be your doctor. And I'm saying to you, he's no ordinary doctor. That's not to discount the doctors out there. They're doing their best. They are are practicing. (laughs) God is not practicing. He is the doctor. He'll heal. When God spoke to the people, when they left Egypt, theologians tell us that there were about 3 million people that heard God speak through Moses to them. 3 million people, including newborns. Did I do 3 million again? Oh, no. (laughs) 3 million people, including newborns and children, when he spoke to them. When God declared himself to be their doctor, after they came out, everyone that was redeemed out of the land of Egypt, just as we were redeemed out of the land of Egypt, the land of sin, the land of slavery, God declared himself to be their doctor. What was the result? What happened to them after this particular day? What was the result? How do we find out what happened after God declared to them Making this statute with them, 
what, what happened to them after that? I'm glad you asked. In Psalm 105, verse 37, he said, He also brought them out with silver and gold. When God, that's another message, when God delivers you, part of what he gives you as he brings you out of bondage is to enrich your life. I don't care what anybody says. He brought them out also with silver and gold. Say it with me. Silver and gold. There's nothing dirty about it. It's not sinful. God gave it to them. And if God gives you something, boy, he has a big hand, okay? You'll be loaded with it. He'll be real heavy to carry. He gave them silver and gold. And there was none feeble among his tribes. All of the tribes. Everybody. The 12 tribes. No feeble person. After God spoke to them, he brought them out and then he spoke to them and said, I am now your doctor. And the Bible is telling us from this testimony, there was no sick person. No child was sick. No young adult was sick. No teenager was sick. No mother or father was sick. Nobody, three million people, none of them were sick. Nobody. Not only that, they were not even weak. Nobody was weak. Caleb at 80, he said, I still have the same strength that I had when we were in the wilderness. At 80 years old. Because God spoke those words to them. At 80, the guy was fighting war. He was a soldier. Fighting. No sickness. Nobody was sick until they got into the land. The only time they had temptation when the snakes were biting them and God did another thing, raised that pole. You remember? And Jesus said, just as Moses raised up this uh, brazen serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man is going to be raised up. So anyone who looks, when you're bitten, the poison is neutralized. We are accepting too little from the Lord. But the reason for that is because of the message that we're hearing and who is talking to us. That's the problem. Once we know the truth, I don't have to scream or shout, God heal you. I've had meetings where I'm still speaking, God just healed the people just like you are right now. You'll get so involved in what I'm saying, and by the time you're through, you stand up and you don't have the pain anymore, it's gone. You don't need prayer. I've had that happen. I had a woman back telling me, I'm sorry, Pastor, you didn't pray for me. I said, you don't have to be sorry. I'm happy that I didn't have to pray or scream or shout for God to heal. He did it himself before you got here. That's a blessing. But my joy was, God was right there with me, confirming what I was saying. That was a blessing to me. He didn't even wait for me to talk, to even touch them. He did it himself. I was glad. Amen. And the same Jesus is here probably healing you right now. Amen? He's healing you right now. I don't care what you got. I don't care what you got. Even your eyes. God can heal that. God can give you a new eye muscle. Amen. Heal your body. That's the truth. 
Psalm 107, verse 20, it says, He sent His word and healed them. This is talking about the children of Israel. They heard it. Once they heard it, they all believed it, okay? And everyone in the camp got healed. Can you believe that? He said, well, we quote that in the New Testament, but he's talking about what happened to them there. Amen? He, when they heard that word, they believed. And once they heard, everybody was healed. He sent his word, and what happened? He healed them. Every one of them was healed. Every single one. So that there was not even a weak person in the camp. Nobody talked about sickness in their camp. Nobody had to care for the sick in three million people. Nobody was looking for, for Advil. Everybody was okay. The thing that's, that's so concerning to me, as I talk to the Lord, what's, what's happening with me? What's happening to us? They lived in a covenant that the Bible says is not as good as the covenant I have. They lived under the blood of bulls and goats. I live under the blood of Jesus. They couldn't be aroused by Satan. And here I am under the blood of Jesus Christ being aroused. I got it, I got it wrong somewhere. And I need to find out what's going on. I need to find out what's going on. I need to cry out to God. I need to know, God, what's going on. No, Satan, I'm going to stay with this book. I'm not going to receive these things anymore. I'm tired of all of this. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of what the world is throwing at me. I'm not receiving these things anymore. No way. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what people say. I'm going to stay with the Lord. There is enough people out there for doctors to make a living. Not for my life. Oh, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God's healing you right now. God's healing you. Receive your healing. Because you're part of the kingdom. The curse is no longer there. Just like a daughter's eye. God can heal your high muscles. I pray you heal your high muscles. Amen. Make them brand new. You don't have to stretch them out. He just replaced them. He has parts. He has parts that he gives to them. I found some scripture that I read in Living Bible. It shocked me. <laughs> uh, I was shocked. You should check this scripture out. I was shocked. I think it's Matthew verse 15, verse, chapter 15, verse 20. He said people, when Jesus healed them, they were so excited because those that had no hands now had brand new hands. Read it. Those that were maimed, those that have accidents and stuff, no, he gave them all brand new ones. Just like he gave the man that was born without eyes, the guy that was born blind, Brand new eyes. They couldn't recognize the guy. They said he looked like him. No, he says, well, I am that guy. Because with his new eyes, he looked different. And some said, that's the guy. He said, no, he just looks like him. The guy said, no, I am that same fellow. He looked different. That's the Jesus we serve. 
what's that compared to what you got? That little headache? Uh huh. God heals us. You can ask anything from God. You know, it's, it's such a tough thing where people, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> what's happening is like you can receive anything from God if you have faith except healing. God can do everything except heal you from this terminal disease. They don't, it doesn't take too long before they start preparing for funeral because doctors said this person has this. So, <laughs> you're going to die. And everybody gathers around and they're preparing for funeral. Just because doctors said. But Jesus is claimed, I am your doctor. And you can ask it. And heal you. God does give brand new parts to people. God does that. He can give you a brand new liver. We had that happen, Pastor Andy. God can give you a brand right in this church. God can give you a brand new liver. That lady was scheduled for liver transplant. She came in for prayer. We prayed with her. They turned her back. They sent her back home. She got a brand new liver. Jesus, the Holy Spirit did that. He can still heal you. What? He can heal you. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Jesus is with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? You don't have to be afraid of anything. That's, what, that's an enemy. That's why Jesus said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Don't matter what they're telling you. Even if you were dead, you don't need to be afraid. Jesus said, you're just sleep. he's just sleeping. We don't even think about raising the dead. <laughs> oh. We don't even think about that. You know the way I see us in America? If somebody's dead and I start talking about, uh, let's go pray. I say, this brother, good luck, he's taking it too far. That's what you hear. That's what they all say. The f- even the family of the dead will fight you. You're crazy. You've lost your mind. He's been dead for two days. And once there is that confusion and the family one says no, we're not wasting time. It's amazing what God is doing around the world. God's changing people's DNA around the world. Except in America, where we have so many doctors. When doctor tells us stuff, it, it's all, everything we think is all over. There are people, God's changing their DNA. I read about them. Around the world. Sickle cell anemia, you know what that is? That's a black disease prevalent in Africa. I read constantly in Africa where they do their tests and it shows their SS. Because they have the genotype, I guess that's a big word. They have the genotype for it, meaning their genes is susceptible to this disease. And then they check them later after prayer in church, and their genotype is changed. 
their genes have changed. It's happening. I mean, it's so common. It's common. So the, the people go to church now for God to change their DNA. That's why I said, if they tell me this homosexual, he has this DNA that makes him, I say, God can change that DNA if he wants. So he doesn't have to go there. You want your DNA changed? God will change it. There's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. We're holding him back. He wants to heal us. I have a lot of ministry, but I'm going to stop here tonight. I'm going to stop here tonight. But for you, let me say this. There's one scripture that, you know, in, even as I sleep, and I just think, roll it over my mind over and over again. Over and over again. I want that scripture to eat me up. And I want to eat that scripture up. Until it becomes a part of me. Jesus said, in John chapter 14, I believe it's 20. He says, in that day, you will know. I am in the Father, and you are in me. And I am in you. I constantly think about it. In that day, this, day, this is the day he's talking about. This is the day he's talking about. Think about it. In that day, you know. I, no doubt about it, you will know. I am in the Father. You are in me. And I am in you. We're just like one. I think, what will cancer, can cancer ever dream of entering into Jesus' body? Huh? Will cancer even think to enter into God so that God will have to go to the hospital? Think about it. I am the vine. You are the branches. So when you visit a vine, you say to yourself, that's the vine and that's the branch, right? Is that what you say? That's just the vine. The one. Think about it. What you permit, that's what's permitted. Whatsoever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. We need to have some backbone. Amen. I stand against the enemy and his words and all his lying symptoms. If tonight you are here and you are suffering from depression, I believe God is healing you right now. That depression, that's a pattern of the past. God's healing you from depression. You have to accept it. It's not going to be a part of you. What it is, is the enemy trying to get to your mind so that he can destroy you. Two things the enemy does to us. He tries to get to our mind so he can take control. If he doesn't do that, if he can't do that, he gets to your body. It's your mind and your body. He wants to take your body in sickness so he can keep you under control and destroy you. If he can't do that, he'll walk in your mind until he takes over. And takes over your body as well. 
That's his, that's his tactics. Simple as that. He doesn't know how to change. That's who he is. He's a murderer and a thief. God wants to heal you tonight. If you have pain in your lower back or your upper back, I need you to stand up, come up here. Excuse me. All I need you all to do, every one of you, take a seat somewhere. Let me back here. Sit down. Thank you. I need... Uh, some of you back here, come. Come, just stand up. Come back here. You got pain? Your lower back? Your lower back? Lower back. Yeah. Okay. Just put your leg out. Put your leg out. Come here, come here, please. Sit all the way to the back, please. Okay. Sit so straight, put your leg back. Can you see this is a little back? Okay. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I bind you. I command this leg to grow out right now in Jesus' name. I guess they're almost equal now, right? But how was it before? This one was further back. Okay, so they are almost okay. Okay, they are almost equal right now. Yeah, they're cool. Stand up. Show your back. How do you feel your back? It's good? Okay, so the pain is gone. You don't feel anything? Well, you never feel anything. Don't accept it, okay? God healed you. Yeah, move your back. Move your back. Move your back. Move your back. That's good. It's good. Well, you got your pain. Now oh, your friend. Okay. What, your back? Lower back? Lower back. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. Just put your leg out. Yeah, you can see this is a little big down. Okay. Satan, I bind you. By the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Leg, I command you to grow out. Come on, out. Grow out. Let me separate them. Grow out, in Jesus' name. Now, what do you see? Somebody saying, even, 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 even. Even, they're even now. Come on, come on, move on. 
Move it in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. They're even now. Okay, stand up. Stand up. How you feel? The pain is gone? It's gone? You sure? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. 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 Here you go back. Oh, you have your pain? Lower back. What's the thing with this lower back stuff? Okay. Sit all the way back. Sit all the way back. Put your leg out. Put your leg back. Yeah. This. Mm. I wonder what's going on. It seems like God's already healed you. <laughs> right? Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. I command that pain to go. I command the back to line up properly. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Stand up quickly. Move yourself. You shouldn't feel any pain. But how would you do? Just a little tight. When I go back, uh, Angela, please come back here. Keep moving it. Keep moving it. I need you to put your hand on her back. Your legs, both of them are the same. Okay, put your hand out like that. Okay, you shouldn't have that. Put your, put your hand on her back. Angela, put your hand on her back. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for healing her. Thank you, Lord God. Spirit of infirmity, I command you to come out right now in Jesus' name. Now move your body. Move it, move it. Sometimes the soreness will be there, but it's gone. Okay? What do you feel? You okay? Yeah, it's not pain. No pain. Just a worse sensation. But God's healed you. You shouldn't have it again. Don't take it back, okay? God bless you. Now, again, lower back. <laughs> okay. Put your leg out. Put your leg out. This one is a little short. <clears throat> Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I bind you. And I command this leg to grow out right now in Jesus' name. That's funny. So quick. Okay. Stand up. Check yourself. How you feel? It's gone. Wonderful. Move yourself out. That was really fast. That's good. Amen. Thank you. You just give thanks to God. Keep thanking Him. Just keep thanking Him. What that is, what you're doing is when you thank Him, you're saying, I receive. Thank you. I receive my healing. The tree has been placed in the water, and you don't have to be sick. Amen. You don't have to. This thing, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, many times we make these things so big and because we magnify them Satan takes advantage of it but with him remember he is no ordinary doctor if he has to grow the bones he grows the bones and you don't have to take it back and when he heals he stays the same okay and if Satan simulates the sensation tell him just laugh he's a liar <laughs> it's over now, push your back, lower back also. Put your leg out, please. Mm. Put, sit all the way to the back. Okay, put your leg. This one is a little bit, this one is a little bit short. <coughs> Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Now, leg. Wow, that's interesting. It's about the same now. 
That's real fast, isn't it? Can you see it? Very fast. That's incredible. <laughs> Just stand up. Stand up. How is your back? Okay, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's amazing, huh? Thank you, Lord. You do what I, you saw what they were doing? That's your lower back? Your lower back? You've been healed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, I'm not. Okay. Just right there. That's right. They put your hands there. Just stand up. Stand up. Satan, I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I command you to take your hands off God's child. I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And I command that back to be the old muscle, the soreness. I command it to disappear in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now move your body. Move your body. Do it violently. The violent take it by force. Yes. How do you feel? The heat. Okay, so you're healed. That's real good. Thank you. Thank you. Can we put our hands together? Let's give God glory for what he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. I said, you stop. You have such a strong heart to serve God. And sometimes you feel a little hindered. But your heart is always, if I could, if there's something I can do to serve God even more, that's been, that's been your passion all along. Am I right? That's your passion. And he's saying that. He sees your heart. Even the things that you consider mistakes, he's forgiven them. And he's, going, he's with you. He's always been with you. He's never left you alone. He's always been there. He says he's been pleased with your heart and your devotion to him. Keep doing what you're doing and do more. He's going to strengthen you because he loves you. Okay? Okay. There were some things that were spoken against you. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. God says, don't mind it. Don't think on it. Let it go. They didn't come, they didn't come from him. They came from the enemy and they were to put you down. And he never put you down. He wants you up. He says, daughter, raise your head up. Don't be afraid. He loves you. And you're beautiful. You are very beautiful to him. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Thank you. Father, rest. 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 Do you feel that rest? Just peace, yes. A lot of peace. Mm.
Please bear with us, please. Bless God's child. We need to spend some time. Thank you, Lord.